fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy hey, Did it end yet? Are we all dead? Did the world end with Donald Trump being arrested right now? The left wing all excited and giddy about it. The Republicans all worked up, ready to protest in the streets and go crazy. The media having a heyday, man. They're all about trying to people up, putting the barriers in New York City, having all 30,000 plus New York law enforcement agents out and about on call ready for the massive protests that are going to happen in New York when Donald Trump gets arrested. Did you know the world's ending and all of us are coming to an end? We're all going to die because of you! Oh man, welcome into it. What a day that we've gone through. Apparently, it's not going to happen today. Apparently, it's going to happen sometime tomorrow, and then the arraignment's going to happen sometime next week, or the official arresting of Donald Trump. What could potentially happen with that? Welcome into the show. we got a lot to talk about today for a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. Broadcasting live out of the heartland of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the place, baby. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you watch or listen, we love you to death. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Bottom of the hour, new guest on the program today. He's the National Director for the Madison Coalition. He's also with the Heartland Institute as well. Mr. Roman Bueller will talk about the expansion of the court system. The Democrats bringing this one back up. They're being kind of quiet on it for now because they don't have the numbers to do it, but they're waiting. The next time Democrats have the majority in the chambers of Congress, they're passing a bill to expand the U.S. Supreme Court from the nine judges that we currently have today. So that is a cause for concern, and what's going to come of that, we'll talk about that here at the bottom of the hour in just a little bit, which they're itching to do so with some of the cases going on across the nation that we're going to talk about here uh, momentarily. It's all kind of court-themed, I guess, throughout the program today, which ironically happened. have no clue how that happened in any way, shape, or form. First and foremost, we got to talk about the main uh, elephant in the room, so to speak, with our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. So, as you know, Donald Trump not in chains as of yet. The headlines are hilarious watching uh, the mainstream media, especially from Democrat ones, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, some of these guys, they're all about it. The headlines all over the place. The key reason the DOJ didn't persecute Trump's hush money case right now. That's one of the headlines. The number one story trending right now is Stormy Daniels was right. That one. <laughs> that one on MSNBC. What is encouraging? Because you know me. I'm the eternalist, uh, the eternal optimist, the uh, glasses always half full light at the end of the tunnel kind of guy. The good news as of right now, so far, is even with all of these legal shenanigans going on, the Republican Party as a whole has come out in response and defending Donald Trump for what's going on. Kevin McCarthy has come out to say that this is completely political as he used personal funds to pay off Stormy Daniels, not campaign funds, so therefore you can do really whatever the hell you want to with your personal funds, and that does not affect the outcome of an election or the way you do an election doesn't matter. You paid with it for your own personal funds. You can pay whatever you want to with your own personal funds. It doesn't have a whole lot of an issue. Rand Paul coming out as well. And as you know, Rand Paul, not the biggest fan of Donald Trump in many cases on the ideological front as well, saying that the New York DA that's prosecuting, trying to go after Donald Trump right now should be the one in jail. According to the legal teams, it's a quote, a headline from judge report 
all-out war with the legal teams right now because they're finding a way to skirt around law and involve politics in the story. So what's actually going to happen here? Well, according to the mainstream media, they're excited. The Daily Mail is bringing out the panic and paranoia with everybody. Trump will not be arraigned this week. His former president is expected to be indicted tomorrow, and Secret Service will then make plans for his surrender and appearance in a New York court next week. Will that actually happen? Do you really think that's going to... And I know, you don't care about this stuff because this is annoying and we don't really care what people are doing with their own personal money, right? Oh my God, <laughs> who the hell cares? The problem is, though, is that this is going to skyrocket... Not the problem, but this is the response, the coincidence, the uh, cause and effect here. It's going to skyrocket Donald Trump for a presidential bid. Is for the first time in history, a former U.S. president of the United States could be arraigned in some way, shape, or form. But the media man... 36,000 New York police officers all in uniform and on notice for deployment after Trump called his supporters to protest his imminent indictment. We're all going to die because of you! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love watching the left wing squirm a little bit. So, what's really happening here? Fox News, New York Police Department, all hands on deck. Capitol Police calling more manpower ahead of the potential uh, Trump. Again, the paranoia, everybody lose their minds. We have the potential indictment tomorrow, the potential arraignment tomorrow, where, or next week, where they say that if this happens, the Secret Service will work with it as cleanly as possible. Don't know if, uh, I mean, they're looking for the photo op for him to get the actual handcuffs on his wrists and be walked out. But the Secret Service, wanting to keep things as calm as possible, say that if this happens, they will find a way to get him in court. They will hand him over and not let him sit in a jail cell until he's actually arraigned and actually called in to do the arraignment uh, into court. But if this does happen, then they will keep it hush-hush as quiet and as peaceful as possible. And then he'll get bailed out and then things will go back to normal. However, if this does happen, then you're going to have a lot of very happy Democrats and they're going to use it. That will be the talking point on all the mainstream media for the next two years until the 2024 presidential election. That will be the talking point and get ready for it. You will be annoyed by it. You will get fed up with it. This will be the talking point, especially if he continues to run, which obviously he plans on doing, that they will talk about nothing else that he was arrested and therefore you cannot have a president that was arrested. Now, regardless of all the skeletons that are in the Democrats' closets, not just for presidential runs, but for any elected official run, if you're trying to hold up some sort of, <laughs> and I can't say it without laughing a little bit, some sort of morality or moral line that you refuse to cross on the Democrat line. I mean, you have Bill Clinton, you have Barack Obama, you have Joe Biden, for crying out loud, that you still just look the other way on with how many ridiculous comments that he's made, both racial and insensitive and everything else under the sun, where he just makes no sense whatsoever, where he's done a lot of shady, you know what? Dealings that are going going as we speak right now. But don't worry, Donald Trump paid off an adult star for a an affair that he had, and he paid her off with her his own personal money if he did that. And again, we shouldn't care in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to go down that road and focus on that the entire program again today because that's where we're at. It's stupid, but the media is hyping you up. The fear-based politics, the paranoia is out of control. Guys. Just calm down. It's okay. Everybody take a big, deep breath, and let's move forward a little bit because we will survive. Everything will be okay. There it is. Let's play that. So now we just... Everything's all good. Now, speaking of the courts and how the courts are using this as a political front, it really shows how far we've digressed here in the nation. We've de-evolved in society to where we've used the courts 
in a very political manner when the the district attorney, the DA of a county, of a state, the attorney general's office, uh, the federal government is not supposed to look at political issues. But the, I mean, that's the, that's the point, right? We have the judicial, which is the courts. They look at the law, period, end of story. Did you break the law? Boom, done. I mean, as sad as it would be, AI would almost clear things up if it were not a woke system that the Biden administration's pushing where they've talked about doing it, where, oh, you know what, if uh, they have robots. Or, you ever see that movie iRobot with Will Smith, the robots walking down the street, and, oh, you sped, here's a ticket, no questions about it, no sob stories, no humanity in it in any way, shape, or form, just boom, there's the ticket, and you're done. And that's unfortunate because there's a lot of room for wiggle in there or to frame somebody else without any type of uh, humanality or humanism in there in any way, shape, or form. But would that system almost be better from what we're at right now where we have a justice system that is using a very political biased flavor? Hillary Clinton is still not behind bars for what she did, and she did things a thousand times worse than Donald Trump has ever done in his entire life. And yet, they want Donald Trump arraigned Hillary Clinton, at what point does it really matter? We have the Biden family literally committing crimes as we speak right now, working with Russia, working with Ukraine, working with China. I missed that one from Donald Trump. China. He's working with them right now, and yet Donald Trump's about to get arrested or to get arraigned sometime next week, potentially. And they're loving it. At what point do we realize the judicial system is completely broken and on its legs when we have judges and attorneys that are at, quote, all-out war, according to the Drudge Report. And we have actual attorneys saying that the DA should actually be put in jail because of what they're doing here, because of the scheme that they're pulling against Donald Trump. That's a sad case. Now let's take it to a grander scale, shall we? Now let's look at the U.S. Supreme Court, where, thankfully, we have almost some semi-common-sense reason on the Supreme Court right now, but it's taken us years to get there. It's taken us the George W. Bush era that was like, eh, <laughs> Okay, then the Barack Obama years that really kind of screwed things up for a while, the Donald Trump years that finally got us back on track, and now we're starting to see some real progress in the Supreme Court. So what do they do? No, 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 can't be doing it. We're going to use our non-political biasness to expand the courts when we're in control to put political biasness in the system. That's where we're at today. And now the judicial system that we rely on way too much which I've made the argument for a long time, and I know others have even before myself because it makes complete sense, is that the Supreme Court, the judicial branch in this, in this country right now, is probably the most powerful branch of government that we have. Now, all the branches of government are way too out of control, are way too big, are way too powerful, and way more powerful than what they were supposed to be in the initial uh, creation of our governmental system that is the United States of America. The executive branch now has a fourth branch of government that controls all of the administrative and bureaucratic states where they do whatever the hell they want to with no oversight, with no transparency, and Congress has very little authority over them. Congress, that's supposed to have the most amount of power, has the least amount of power. They can't pass budgets. They can't work with actual legislation uh, without the Supreme Court stopping them. They can't do anything that infringes upon the bureaucratic agencies now. Prime example of that is the uh, student loan forgiveness. We can't have Congress actually decide whether we're going to forgive student loans or not without the Department of Education having a say in it. The hell do they have anything to do with this? They're not elected. They're appointed by bureaucrats, by politicians, and by the biasness in this nation. Congress has very little power, and it's mostly your fault because you gave it up on your own. 
because you wanted to spend more time kind of fundraising as opposed to actually doing your damn job. So I guess karma's a you-know-what, but you need to take that power back. And then we had the Supreme Court that comes back and says, we have the ultimate authority and we say what is constitutional or not constitutional based on our own opinions. And don't tell me, Andy, they're unbiased. They just look at the straight law. <laughs> That's cute, because if that were the case, Obamacare would have never happened in any way, shape, or form. You can't use a legal loophole of the Commerce Clause to say we're going to consume a sixth of the economy and control the entire healthcare industry and allow that to be constitutional when the Constitution clearly states the duties of government. Don't tell me that they're unbiased. They're extremely biased, and it's a concern because it's getting worse. Not just the Supreme Court at the federal level, but state Supreme Courts, at local DA offices, at attorney general's offices, it's bad with the way things are going. And that's the last holdout on whether we take things to court, I think a little bit too much, but we take them to court to make the ultimate grand decision. We've given them that power. At the end of the day, all of the growth of government, we have to look back at ourselves and look in the mirror. All of the growth of government has been you and I not keeping them in check, allowing them to do that, and actually looking towards them to, again, do something. It's a little bit of a concern, isn't it? Uh, Joe Biden looking at expanding the Supreme Court, especially after his executive order that he made last week on the Second Amendment, which we'll get to in a second. Some good news coming out of Oklahoma, but another reason why they want to expand the Supreme Court. So we'll talk about all that and more coming up here for a post-Monday celebration. Stay right here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. What's up? Welcome in. Happy post-Monday to you. Talking courts today. Kind of an exciting conversation as well. We usually don't go down this road, but with the ongoing push for the expansion of the Supreme Court, the politi- uh, politi- politicalization, is that how you want to say it, uh, of the court system all across the nation, we see the going after of Donald Trump right now. We see Joe Biden trying to bully the Supreme Court into reversing decisions at the statewide levels. First off, we got to give a hat tip to just south of where I'm based out of here, down in the state of Oklahoma. They made a decision just a couple hours ago. It's uh, broke the news. The Oklahoma Supreme Court has ruled that the abortion issue, as Governor Kevin Stitt down there, had tried to sign a full-out ban on abortion in the state. Uh, it was challenged, and the Supreme Court came back and said that the only time you can have an abortion is during the threatening of the life of the mother. Outside of that, uh, the rest of the band still stands. So a partial win for the abortion activists on that front. But you know what they're going to do is they're going to challenge it. Oh, wait a second. They can't challenge it to the <laughs> Supreme Court because the Supreme Court just last year overturned Roe v. Wade, allowing states to make their own decision. Another feather in the cap on why Biden and the Democrats are so adamant of trying to expand the Supreme Court at the federal level. Then we have this case, which, as you know, the Joe Biden, you want to talk about politicalization of the, of the courts. The Biden administration signs an executive order last week on a universal background check for Second Amendment issues saying this. Order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. This executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. As I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. In the meantime, my executive order directs my attorney general to take 
every lawful action possible, possible to move us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. Now, again, if there were no politics involved in the in the Supreme Court at all, we would defer back to the concept of we have the right to keep and bear arms and it shall not be infringed, period, end of story. There's uh, Unlike what Joe Biden said during the campaign trail when he ran for president in 2020, there are no clauses underneath there. You remember that you literally said, oh, yeah, there's totally clauses under the Second Amendment. You can have all these. This guy's crazy. When you say, I don't know where he gets the idea, and this is the concept of the, the phone and the pen from Barack Obama. Remember that? If Congress doesn't act, I'll do it myself. Not the fact that Congress should be the most powerful branch of government because it represents the people the closest. No, no. If you don't act and do something that I want you to do, then I'll just do it myself. That's what should be challenged in the courts right now. And I know it's going there, but come on, man. The Supreme Court should have come out immediately. They're the ones that come out immediately when a law passes from Congress as well and says, hold on, wait a second. You can't do this. This is unconstitutional based on our interpretation of the law and of the U.S. Constitution. They're not doing that with executive orders. If that were the case, really, executive orders would be very finite compared to what uh, we see right now as they've continued to increase to, what, like 100 plus per the first year that an administration's in office. They sit down the first day and repeal every executive order from the prior administration. They sign all their new executive orders for the new administration. And then whenever they want to, just, ah, we're just going to go ahead and sign this little on the dotted line. And that's the level of bureaucratic BS that we're in today. So Biden signs this executive order, then has the huevos to go to the Supreme Court today and ask them to reverse the decision that came from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals out of New York regarding a law that they banned federal law allowing, quote-unquote, domestic violent restraining order individuals to continue to own firearms. And, and the Biden administration is wanting that one reversed at the Supreme Court level as well. I don't know where they're going to go with that one, but again, on the ideological front, if you really want to keep individuals that have restraining orders against them from having firearms, then you should probably get rid of the black market as well. And maybe, just thinking out loud again here, you should probably allow individuals to defend themselves to make sure that they're not in that type of situation as well. What a mess we're in. The politics within the Supreme Court. When we come back, we'll talk some more about that. Roman Bueller, he is the director for the Madison Coalition He'll join us to talk about the court expansions, what we get to look forward to moving forward. Will they get their court expansion under the Biden admin and load it up with a whole bunch of lefties? More of that when we come back. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Moving right along through a post-Monday celebration. Great to have you along for the ride today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. Yes, I do apologize for my generation every single day. But we do the best we can to try and rebrand them on our multiple radio stations all over the place. And other forms as well. I want to remind you, you can't always download the podcast. I never plug that enough on the show, I guess. Someone told me, Andy, how do I even find your show afterwards? Yes, you can find the podcast. You can download it. It's The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites. or I mean, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, Spotify. We're there. We're all of them. In fact, and I got to give you a, a big thank you as well, Listen Notes, which is one of the podcasting sites, uh, ranked us as one of the top 10 most popular uh, podcasts on their 
platform that has over 3 million pla- uh, podcasting um, uh, shows on there. So thank you for that. We love you to death. Appreciate it. I did not realize that we were that popular on there, at least. And I had not heard of that platform until we got that notification. So thank you for that. We love you to death very, very much. Let's get into what's trending today. What's trending today? As you know, so we have a lot of uh, discussion in the courts right now. Donald Trump potentially being arraigned in New York next week, which could be interesting. We have the Supreme Court trying to be expanded. Joe Biden pushing the expansion of the courts and trying to reverse decisions at the statewide levels. We have state levels making their own decisions, which, oh mon dieu, according to the federal government. And what can we see moving forward? Excited to have on the program a new guest with us today. He is the National Director for the Madison Coalition. You can also find him working with the Heartland Institute as well. We love them over at the Heartland Institute. Mr. Roman Bueller here. Roman, how are you, my friend? Well, I'm great. Andy, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Excited to chat with you about this. What a uh, interesting times that we live in uh, moving forward. I've never seen such politicalization or biasness coming out of our courts and it seems to be getting worse every day doesn't it well it's 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 outrageous uh because uh for the first time now in a generation uh we've got a court that actually uh believes that the words in the constitution mean what they say and the judges uh, shouldn't be rewriting the constitution on their own and it makes the left absolutely crazy so, you know, their plan is to pack the court as soon as they can and uh, turn the court into uh, the Supreme Court into the uh, woke Supreme Court. <laughs> that is the ultimate goal. We see the wokeness spreading all over the place. Now, uh, let's talk about, for example, let's say the abortion issue, which obviously the, uh, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year. It made all the big news here in Kansas, where, where I was based out of. We had one of the first votes on abortion rights directly after that decision. And didn't I got to be honest, didn't go the way that I thought it would be. But now we see the Supreme Court in Oklahoma saying that other than having the rights during the uh, time of the mother having an emergency, you can't have an abortion, making those on the other side pretty, pretty worked up. But these types of issues, where do we stand in the court system now that Supreme Court's nationwide at the statewide levels are starting to make their own decisions on this issue and others. Is it starting to work the way that it was intended to be? Well, the left is absolutely furious because they wanted, you know, they claimed to to believe in democracy, but actually what they wanted is what for the Supreme court to tell people in States, uh, what they were going to do. And so they, they want to reverse the Dobbs decision. And they're going to there's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars from uh, the special interest groups on the left focused on packing the Supreme Court, on increasing the number of judges so they can reverse uh, Dobbs, uh, so they can gut Second Amendment rights, so they can unleash regulators to rule and intimidate by by decree. All of these things are things that are going to happen the next time the Democrats control Washington. And they're one vote in the Senate and four or five votes away in the House. Uh, from controlling Congress and being able to do it. And and uh, conservatives have to be very, very focused on preventing the left uh, from turning the Supreme Court into a puppet of politicians in Washington, which is what they want to do. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Last time that it was actually expanded at the federal levels back in, in, and correct me if I'm wrong, 1869 was the last time that they've actually done this. If they try to expand it, what would they make the new number be? Well, the magic number they need uh, right now, there are uh, six uh, uh, more conservative uh, Supreme Court judges on the left. Uh, their number is seven. So they have three now. They need to add four justices. 
And here's the bad news. We can't stop the left from packing the Supreme Court just by winning elections because every once in a while the left wins an election. And so that's why uh, tomorrow uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, with support of uh, Steve Marshall from, uh, from Kansas, is going to be reintroducing something called the Keep Nine Amendment. would be the shortest amendment in the history of the Constitution. All it says is the Supreme Court of the United States should be composed of nine justices. And if we can mobilize the overwhelming number of voters that polls show would support this, we can force Congress to propose that amendment, we can get states to ratify it, and we can protect the Supreme Court from being packed by the left or by any politician. Yeah, amen to that. What's, now, what's the reasoning for their side? Because I don't know, I mean, it's not like Congress. It's not, you know, as the population grows, we add more congressional seats sort of thing. What What's the reasoning or the rationale behind wanting to expand the court? Outside of the political argument, which obviously is let's get the majority in so they can do our bidding uh, for the political bias that they want while the courts are supposed to remain unbiased in some way, shape, or form. But for the general population's argument that they're making, What's the argument saying we need to expand it because why? Well, if you go to their if you go to their website, you go to Demand Justice, which I think we we are, ought to be called Demand Justices. Um, <laughs> the, the court packing groups are absolutely blatant about what they want to do. They don't, they're unhappy with nine, not because they don't like the number. They're unhappy with nine because they don't control the court. So they want it. They are very blatant. They want a new majority that will impose their woke agenda. And that's why they're going to increase the number of justices. Nine justices have worked for this country for 150 years, and uh, there's no reason to change it. Change it. And frankly, frankly, we shouldn't trust politicians in Washington with the power to manipulate the number of judges for political advantage. Yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking. We're talking with Roman Bueller, National Director for the Madison Coalition. Let's talk about at the statewide levels here. Let's say, God forbid, this happens. We see the expansion of the courts uh, up to the nine that they want or however many that they want to try and get the 13. 13. Yeah, exactly. The majority for them uh, to ram it through. Uh, as we finally, and I haven't seen this or even heard someone talk about it in a long time, but the concept of federalism, allowing states to make their own decision, which we finally started to see uh, take effect again last year when some of these decisions came down, is there a way to protect states from their decisions? Or once it's done, boom, it's done, and we just now have a centralized government controlling everything? Well, that's exactly what the left wants. The left stay, simply stated the left wants absolute power. And in our system of government, if you control the White House, the Congress, and the courts, you have absolute power. And so conservatives out there thinking about what they can do in, at the grassroots to stop the left, there's no more important project than demanding that every elected official you can vote for tell you where they stand on the Keep Nine Amendment to preserve nine justices on the Supreme Court. Yeah. There's some Democrats out there who claim that they're against court packing, but every one of them ought to be asked, well, if you're against court packing, will you propose an amendment? Will you support an amendment to ban it, right? If a bank robber says, I'm not for bank robbery, but I don't want to outlaw bank robbery, uh, you kind of know what his career path is going to be. So we ought to demand that politicians tell us where they stand, and that's something every citizen can do by calling the office of their member of Congress or their state legislature or their statewide elected officials. Yeah, amen to that. And the fact that Ted Cruz is running it, Roger Marshall here in Kansas is running it, is absolutely amazing. Have we heard rumors or have we heard discussion from Kevin McCarthy on the House side on something like this, the fact that we do have a majority in the House and can actually get it through on that side? And was that, do you think, one of the stipulations when we were voting on whether he'd be Speaker of the House? 
You know, Kevin has been a really, really strong leader on this. We actually had a vote last year in the House where every single Republican in the House voted to bring the Keep Nine Amendment to the floor for discussion, and every single Democrat voted against it. So when Democrats tell you they're not interested in court packing, we can point to that vote last July uh, that Kevin McCarthy and his leadership team uh, put together. Uh, that, that proves that Democrats, uh, they want to they suppress this amendment and the reason they want to suppress it is they want to pack the court as soon as they have the vote. Yeah, amen to that. So this is not a new thing. You guys have been working on this for a while then. Right. Actually, we were very, very fortunate. We, we put this together in 2020. We had a Democratic member of Congress first introduce this bill. We had a Democrat in the House. We had Senator Ted Cruz in the Senate. It was bipartisan. But now Pelosi and Schumer and, and the leadership in, 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 of the Democrats in Washington they won't let a single Democrat support this amendment because they want to keep the power to pack the court. Yeah. And if people want to hear more about this, we have a website, www.keep9.org, or people can email me. I, 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 I answer my email, leaders at keep9, uh, word spelled out, dot org, because we need to get citizens all over the country involved in this. You don't get a constitutional amendment without having tens of thousands of citizens across the country engaged. And we're looking for leaders to help build that movement. And uh, the kind of people who are listening to uh, uh, to Voice of Reason are exactly the kind of people that we need involved in this Keep 9 effort. Yeah, Keep9.org, leaders at Keep9.org. I love that, Keep9.org. That's such an important thing. And like you said, I mean, we can't just wait election to election because the pendulum swings and we, we're not going to be able to maintain the majority all the time. I mean, hopefully we can see a movement in the in the 2024 election, but if it's 24, 28, or 30, we're going to see Democrats take control again at some point, and they're going to ram this through as quickly as possible. we got about 30 seconds here, uh, Rome. but how optimistic are you about this passing this year? Well, uh, we're not going to get it done this year. What we're going to do is we're going to expose the hypocrisy of any Democrat who says they're against court packing but won't support this amendment to make sure it doesn't happen. So, again, it's www.keep9.org. Email leaders at keep9.org. Let's expose the Democrats' hypocrisy. Let's make sure that every Democrat that says they're against court packing has to tell the voters why they don't want to prevent it from happening. Yeah, it's what it's all about. I love it. Keep9.org. Go and check it out. I appreciate it very much, my friend. Keep up this fight. This is going to be a major one over the next few years. Let's get you back on and talk some more again here real soon. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate hey, it. My pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again very soon. All right, we'll take a break. we got one more segment right around the corner here for a post-Monday celebration. We'll break some of that conversation down in a heck of a lot more. Stay the here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday. Thanks again to Roman Bueller, the uh, National Director for the Madison Coalition. You can find him at heartlinda.org for the Heartland Institute. I am a big fan of that organization. One of our former congressmen here in the state of Kansas, uh, Tim Hulescamp, great individual. I was a big fan of his. I was in his district when he was a congressman for the short time. A wonderful guy. We've had him on the program many times. He ran the Heartland Institute for a while. I don't think he's there any longer. But uh, nonetheless, a solid conservative organization. So many of them. We're trying to bring more of them on the program with us. From the Heartland Institute to ALEC to 
other groups as well that uh, we try and bring on here to show that guess what you know what even though they don't get the media attention we may not even know much about them they're fighting the good fight each and every day and we have to show them recognize them applaud them and continue to rally around them to fight the good fight because that's where it's at today we you know, we hate special interests but yet we need special interests I don't like this politician. They're run by special interest organizations. Every single one of them are. It's just what special interests actually are working with them uh, to make sure that they vote the proper way. Do you want green uh, a Greenpeace or uh, some type of EPA organization or some type of crazy left-wing socialist group to run them? Or do you want the NRA? Do you want the Heartland Institute? Do you want uh, you know whoever else to actually be in their ear whispering on how they should vote on issues and helping them craft a certain legislation to be the best that it can possibly be. The good news with all this conversation regarding the Supreme Court and the expansion of the courts is, yes, it is a very big concern. And if they do expand it, you know that it will be detrimental to the nation and it will become the ultimate woke Supreme Court. And eventually, a hundred years down the line, we might be able to get it back again if we have the right time and enough people are retiring and we're able to nominate enough people. But they're making sure that they do this again to where uh, we don't have to worry about this for a very long time and they will have total dominance, which means everything that Republicans would do in Congress would be challenged by the Supreme Court, would be overturned, and we would have no authority at the federal level, which is why it's all the more important for us to work on the concept, again, of federalism, allowing the states to actually make their own damn decision. For example, there is a law coming out of California that I understand the concept. For the first time, I know, wait, I know I'm agreeing almost with a California policy. Hold on. Let me clarify. Let me clarify, because that's, um, I know, a bit of a shocker for some individuals. There is a piece of legislation that's going through California. And again, social experiment, do your own damn thing in your own state. We don't really care. Uh, Don't cross the line by trying to infringe upon other states. You do your thing, we do our thing, and then if it works, cool. If not, then you should probably change your policies. Some people are stupid enough to just go along with it and allow it to continue to happen, but nonetheless, there's a lot of California right now where... I understand why they're doing it, but I disagree with the premise where they're banning certain types of snacks and foods in the state, including candies like Skittles and other things. Now, Andy, why would they be banning certain things? Well, they're banning anything that has vegetable, uh, brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromide, uh, bromate, bromite, Red dye number three in titanium dioxide. Now, before we go any further, I understand that premise. So I don't know why the hell we want to put those things in our body anyways, but to each their own. Here's the law. Quote, California shouldn't have to worry that the food they buy in their neighborhood grocery store might be full of dangerous additives or toxic chemicals. The bill will correct, uh, the bill will correct for a concerning lack of federal oversight and help protect our kids, public health, and the safety of our supply chain and our food supply. Now, again, I have personally stopped eating a lot of Skittles or candies or really anything that's packaged like that because it is very bad for you. And I stopped that a couple of years ago. And for the first time during the St. Patrick's Day uh, parade that I was in a couple of weeks ago, I did eat a bag of Skittles and it was absolutely delicious, man. I loved it. But that <laughs> it was one of the mini packs and it was a tiny one and I indulged and I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that again because I know that there's a whole bunch of toxic chemicals in there that'll probably kill me at the end of the day. But nonetheless, it was good while I did it. Because you shouldn't ban them. 
But what we have to do is, again, stop relying on government. This goes into the entire summation of what we just talked about on the program today. Stop relying on the government to make those decisions for us. They're bad, so let's ban it. It's evil, so let's ban it. It's dangerous, so let's ban it. The gun's a potential danger, so let's ban it. No. Let's bring that responsibility back down to the consumer, to the private individual, to make their own decisions. If you eat all of the Skittles out there, and that's all you eat all day long, and you get ill... That's your own damn fault. Doesn't mean we should ban it. Kind of let nature take its course on some individuals, which I think would bring back some common sense and some uh, hesitation of doing certain things in society today. But we don't have that personal responsibility anymore, so this is the kind of legislation that we get. Very frustrating. And that, again, goes back to the power that we give to the courts each and every day. Back at it again tomorrow. Podcast up in just a little bit. More guests lined up. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Have a great Tuesday.